hopeless fan podcast. It's Shelby. It's Zach. It's not Scotty. He might be hurt. I don't know what's going on with him. Thoughts and prayers, regardless. He did get a new what's the uh, filtered water thing people get. A Brita uh, uh, pitcher. We have a pure filter that we used before we moved here because... Now the fridge has a built-in filtration system. He just needs... So what is it again? I'm sorry. This is a Brita filter. That's what he got? Mm -hmm. So he just needs like the book called... You know that thing I use to fill up our pong cups? Yeah, That's what he got. He just needs like the book called Girl, Wash Your Face. (laughs) And he's like a basic bitch now. Girl, wash your ass. Um, Yeah, so how are are you doing? No, I'm good. Uh, We'll get into it with Standing Bug of the Week, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, it's pretty... Naturally. It's I'm pretty serious with direction, or pretty obvious with direction I'm going to go with uh, Bunk after, mm-hmm. you know, conference championship games and what have you coming up this week. But we have to touch on championship Sunday. A lot of people say, is it the best football weekend of the year for a professional? Mm-mm. What is it? What um, is? For week, week one. Yeah, that's true. But that's because of the... The built-up. The, yeah. And I think I think week one might be omitted yeah from from that discussion Mm -hmm. if outside of week one outside of week one uh wild card probably for me i would enjoy that better well yeah now this year it was wild card because there was three games three games super wild card yeah three on saturday three on sunday and that then the divisional round that was just two right so usually it's usually the divisional round is the better one Mm-hmm. Because there's four games total, right? Uh, but yeah, it's it's a super wild card, and plus the game was on Nickelodeon. So <laughs> NFL Championship Sunday, which game do you want to start with? Um, I guess we can start with the Packers. Yeah, first game. So where do you start? Because there's just a lot to dissect. There's a lot to Packers. unpack there. What's that? I said there's a lot to unpack there emotionally and statistically. Yeah, Buccaneers 31, Packers 26. I think you have to start with Matt Lafleur. What was your take? So, and we'll get into with Mount Rushmore. We'll get into right, this. and we'll do later on in the show Mount Rushmore of worst NFL playoff coaching decisions. Mm-hmm. When Zach wants to do some NFL history, I know he's been watching Watch Mojo <laughs> top tens, but it gets me excited. Um, we'll also because Tampa Bay. We'll give our favorite if you want to look one up because there's probably a million floating around out there. Mm-hmm. Your favorite Tom Brady stat mm-hmm. because now, like I've heard about. 17 different ones since they won on Sunday. Yeah. Basically, like, he has more playoff what-have-yous than he's played in this. Uh, but, yeah, Matt LaFleur. Uh, so, in NFL history, Zach, a team down by eight points or less, fourth and goal with under two minutes and 30 seconds left. They have gone for it 65 times. They have kicked a field goal once on Sunday. Wow. Matt LaFleur. I just have you like been able to digest it two days later. Like, do you see what he was going for, or do you still not see it? Um, the only thing that the only sort of olive branch I can extend to him would be that his defense. He was trusting his defense in that at that point, which I don't really. I mean, you let a team put up that many points on you, yeah, to um, get you the ball back. That way, you know that if you score a touchdown, then you, you it's done. It's over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know why you would save the hard work for later, right? Yeah, but at I mean, same time, you're trusting your defense. You should go for it because yeah. you're still in. That's what I, I – I'll wake up tomorrow and think about it. I'll wake up Thursday and think about it. 
Because I lost on a teaser. Green mm-hmm. Bay plus four. And that was hard to stomach because there were so many little instances that could have swayed that game. Obviously, there's I, the more I think about this game, the more there is to unpack. Because Devontae Adams dropped a touchdown that would have tied the game at 14-14. That little back shoulder by the end zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Brown dropped a two-point conversion oh. attempt where like Joe Buck was trying his hardest to say that ball was tipped. And I mean, that thing hit him. Yeah, in the face. It doesn't matter if it was tipped. If it hits you right I in the red basket, I didn't think it got tipped though. It, they show the replay like at the end of the game for some reason. They showed it like really? towards the end. Yeah, and Indominus Sue barely because it barely started to wiggle. It a perfect spiral barely started to wiggle a little bit. It didn't affect it. Mm-hmm. So there's no point in saying that. So and I I'll go to bat. The only like I'll try to because I don't want to just recap the game. It'll be boring. The only thing I'll say is that a lot of people are dragging Mike Pettin. Mm-hmm. And obviously, because the play at the end of the second quarter, awful. To leave Scotty Miller one-on-one with Kevin King, who I didn't realize the Packers drafted over T.J. Watt and Dalvin Cook. and uh, But that, see, that that that's a whole other conversation. But, like, going back and seeing, like, looking at, like, players who were steals in the draft. But oh, you I know. Have, we're going you off have, of, You have no idea. We're going down a rabbit hole. But I just hate when but, people do that. Yeah. When they're like, when they're like oh, this, it's, it's like saying, it's like, oh, even with Patrick Moore, like Tyreek Hill, like look at Tyreek Hill, but oh, you took this person over uh, over Tyreek Hill, like you knew he was going to be the, an amazing receiver. And that's the thing with the Bengals is that they took John Ross right yeah. before Pat Mahomes. Like, well, they weren't coming for a quarterback, right? So I mean, but that's a whole different mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, back oh, nails. real but, quick, you asked me Tom Brady's stat, so well, we'll get to it. Okay, when we get to Tampa Bay, but I was gotcha. going to say everyone's blaming Mike Pettin, but that's still a defense that you know. When it needed it stops, besides the very end on a defensive holding, you know, it picked off Brady three times. Two that, kinda, were, two that he did nothing with. Yeah, I kind of give a little bit of blame to Aaron Rodgers. You know, you give him, he's yelling at them to get a stop because he's this badass. And cameras caught him yelling at him. And they got to be fair, two. it was right after he had a great drive and scored a touchdown. And But he got two, he got two cracks at it. Right, six, right after that. They yep. went six and out. And they, I think, negative yards total. And but his, that was part of his offensive line giving up I mean, some when, key sacks. But I mean, when Brady's offensive, Brady was getting, you know, pressure and had to throw. He all screams, those. yeah, he screams at his offensive line all the time. But I'm just saying is that no one's giving, everyone's flaming Pettin. But I mean, he put mm-hmm. the pressure on Brady enough to force yeah. those interceptions, right? And he got, he got three mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you like, how many chances does Aaron Rodgers need? And you know, if there's even a little sliver of Matt Lafleur love, it's like, how many? I feel like there was like a, multi, like double digit Aaron Rodgers incompletions from inside the ten yard line. Because they kicked a field goal from mm-hmm. inside the ten, and then obviously three straight incompletions, and then mm-hmm. obviously the debate is, I don't think Rodgers makes it into the end zone if he runs. Maybe if he did one of those. Yeah, like, do you see who? Hits. See Shaq Barrett was hurtling somebody and, behind him at full speed, and Devin White. Two, who is like my new favorite a defensive ball hawk. He's like my new favorite defensive What's player. His contract up. Maybe he can sign with Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, we missed that boat. Because uh, I'm I'm gonna lie and say I wanted them to draft him, <laughs> but I probably wanted them to draft the fastest receiver, um, <laughs> John Ross the fourth. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Buccaneers. I mean, it all it all kind of really it it was such an uphill climb. When the Scotty Miller touchdown, then immediately right out of the half, we were talking. They're like, it's finally the team you want to have the ball, Green Bay. Aaron Jones fumbles, gets oh, hurt. Awful. Immediate touchdown, it's an 18-point game. So, 
tough. Um, I mean, Rodgers now 1-4 in NFC Championship games. And I heard an interesting debate. And at first I thought the answer was obvious, and then I heard both sides debated. And I was like, I kind of see it being a debate. I still have my opinion. But which NFC Championship game loss was worse, this one or the Seattle game? Mm. Well, the 49ers game was worse because they just didn't well, even put up a fight. But right, that just depends right. on like if you're a fan, it feels worse. Or if you're looking at them as a, as a performance of a team. Yeah, that's a distant third to me. Okay, Which you're, say, you're saying you're saying optics wise, what's the worst loss? Or yeah, yeah, I okay, think so. or, or what, or what hurts this, the this, most? Put yourself in Aaron Rodgers' shoes because mm-hmm. even Rodgers last year they mm-hmm. went thirteen and three, mm-hmm. but it was like he was nowhere near of what he did this year. No, and that's what's kind of again we're going off on a little tangent, and mm-hmm. I want us to get back on track, but it is kind of weird that Rodgers, same coaching staff, pretty much the same players. And it took like Jordan Love to like ignite him to get drafted to be like okay, well here's well Miami. I think that's I think that's what happened is when Jordan Why did Love it take them drafting a quarterback to bring out MVP Rodgers. Well, here's what I'm gonna say, I think that that well that's not what brings out MVP Rodgers because Rodgers already won an MVP, so right it's, that's but I think that's like I need to put on so that the team that I'm going to go to next year can see that I can still fucking do this oh. and that I'm. Fucking, I'm the shit, and they will pull out all the stops to get you. Because the only way the Packers are going to trade him away is if people throw, you know, their their draft book at him. So if Aaron Rodgers goes, you know, ten and six, first round out of the playoffs, um, and and isn't in the MVP conversation, then maybe not as many teams are as willing to trade their entire future for one shot at a Super Bowl. But how do you explain that last year his numbers significantly were 22 less touchdown passes mm-hmm. last year? I mean, with the same system, same coach, and pretty much. But the first same... year with the coach, not as familiar. I don't know. Um, maybe. But it I mean, was this the pieces that he this connection with Devontae Adams maybe not as good then. I don't know. the The receivers were younger. I mean, it's basically the same group, but they were. Do you remember those receivers last year at Lazard and? I was at a game. Okay, yeah. I can be the first to tell you. Saw it firsthand. Lazard, terrible. Um, Saint Brown didn't even. I didn't even know he was there. And um, Valdez Scantling. Of any pieces they kind of added. No, year. I'm not saying they added pieces. I'm just saying I think those players got better. Oh, okay. Because um, well, they, you know, they just I, more I don't time. Know. If with, it's the love, I, all I'll say is that if it's the love thing that made him like revenge, like I'll show him. That's a red flag to me that it took a first round pick to yeah. bring out an MVP, setting a career high in touchdown passes. Pure, pure speculation here, but I don't think it's more of a I'll show them kind of thing. It's like, okay, they drafted my replacement. I don't, you know, I'm going to give it, you know, one more go with this team and then we're going to see where I can end up next. I need to show that I'm, you know, I can be a Peyton Manning to a Broncos. Where did we start on this when I said I wanted to get back on track? We're going to the Buccaneers and we're going to talk about uh, Tom Brady stats. Okay, so Tom Brady, I, you know, if you're still not on the GOAT. Answer I mean, me this question. Yeah. How many Super Bowls has he been in since 2007? Not one, but been in in 2007. So he lost to. So okay. st- you mean starting with the 16 and 0 January 1st, 2007. Yeah. So loses the AFC Championship game to the Colts to end the 06 season. Okay. So he goes in 11, or he goes in 07, mm-hmm. and then he goes again in 2010, 2011 when they lost the Giants. Gotcha. And then he goes again in 14 and wins. Sure. 
16 and wins, mm-hmm. 17 and loses, 18 and wins. Six championship. And then this year. So this will be his seventh right. Super Bowl since 2007. So this is six championship kisses for his son, Jack. <laughs> that's where you're going with Because that. his son was born 2007. So that's six kisses. Six sloppy is wet kisses. Is that child he has with another girl? With the other lady, correct. Okay. Bridget Moynihan. Ooh. Yeah. But so, she's living in a, you know, she's not, she's not hurting. Livid La Vida Loca. Right. She had uh, the the um, those. Is that the, your favorite Brady stat though? Six. Uh, I just that, I just thought it was funny, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I would say that she those um child support checks don't bounce. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But my thing with Brady is that you can take his first half of his NFL career, mm-hmm. his second like at for a while you could like his first half of his NFL career and his second half of NFL career. Both of them separate would be Hall of Fame resumes. Exactly. And now you can almost do it in thirds. Thirds. And that's yeah. insane to me. It'll mm-hmm. never be reciprocated. Right. I'm almost. I'm home. I'm wishful thinking, but in 2022, they'll play the AFC North. Mm-hmm. So not next season, but the year after. Mm-hmm. And I hope he's still playing. He looks like he can. Obviously, I do want to just see him. If they win here, I don't know if he comes back. I think he'll come back. Yeah. Um, but my favorite Brady stat now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two. He has as many playoff wins against NFC opponents than Drew Brees. <laughs> so it would have to be a Super Bowl. Seven. Seven Super Bowls. Yeah, so he had three. Mm-hmm. What is that? He just had three. He could and only, he, yeah, he, he just had yeah, the he next six. one. Yeah. So he just got his ninth, and that's okay, as so, many as Brees has. Okay, so because he, he had to win wild card, divisional conference so right that, he just tacked on three right because he had six from the six Super Bowls. right so he's only been in the conference one year he has as many playoff victories against nfc teams as drew Brees, and then he also you count the super bowl as a as a, yeah, he's playing a playoff NFC. a playoff yes yeah game. That's correct some actually. people don't count oh, nfl and super bowls as a playoff game who i don't know I've heard people. Did you just say it? I've heard people. No, I've I've heard I've heard I've heard I've heard that argument. I can't name names. Oh. I mean, we don't name names on the podcast, so. Oh, that's why you're not naming names. <laughs> Come on. Um, then my other one is he has, so he has as many NFC conference championships as Breeze and Rogers. And the only active person to have more than him is Russell Wilson because he has two. Been in the conference one year. That's just nuts to me. I bought mm-hmm. his book the other day. Brady's book. Brady's book. Twelve. Uh, it's an auto, not a, a regular biography. I'm sure it's great. Um, all right. <laughs> should we? Should you? Do you have a Brady stat or no? Scotty's gonna hate this when he doesn't listen to it. Do I? Do I have another Brady stat? Like, do you have your favorite Brady stat? Um, it's probably. I would have to. Say, I would have to say it's. It's got to be how many yards he has in the playoffs. Yeah. He's got more. I'm sure he's got more yards than. I want to know this. This would be a cool stat. Um, if he has more playoff passing yards. Than another quarterback who's in the Hall of Fame or going to be in the Hall of Fame has a career. Oh, there's no way. No. Yeah. How many passing yards does he have in in the in the playoffs? Like twenty thousand something. Well, I mean, what is his playoff passing yards? No, I'm just thinking his playoff record. Uh, he's. Mm-hmm. You know, if if a Hall of Fame quarterback if he plays five years, that's eighty games. And Brady hasn't played eighty playoff games. <sighs> yeah, so it's, you know I like where your head's at. But uh, touchdowns, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that Brady has double, more than double of uh, playoff wins than Joe Montana, who has the second most. 
It's like over over double. Um, okay. Oh yeah, that's wild because everyone had thought ever the before Brady came on the scene, it was like, and even after the you know, three Super Bowls, maybe even four Super Bowls, you're like, well, Joe Montana still has an argument to being the goat. Yeah. But now there's there's no it's way. It's insane that New England went ten years without a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But also Brady seventy three playoff passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Montana forty five. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre forty four. And Manning with 40. Mm. Um, and that's crazy, too, with the playoff wins. He has more than double of Montana's when how many times did the Patriots have Not more than double. Double would be 90. What? Um, are you talking about wins or touchdowns? Wins. Oh, wins. I think you're talking about touchdowns. No, 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 no. He has more than double of Montana's playoff wins, and mm. how many times did the Patriots have first-round buys? So, yeah, that's true. That's so you're even, missing a game. But how many rounds did they – when did they – did he play during the wild card era, Joe Montana? Joe Montana, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. When did they introduce the wild card? When it's been a while. Was it in the eighties? It's it's never been like a. They, it's always been like six. I, I thought it was ma- just. It's a, always been like six teams make it. Okay. There's always been three rounds. Um, uh, the bye weeks might have been different, but okay. I like. Do you are you on or off the bye weeks now? Only the first team. Yeah. Um. I would have liked to see just because I'm a sucker for more teams in. I would have liked to seen eight teams, and then keeping the first two. Mm. To, because you could go you you could go you could go fifteen and one, you deserve another team goes fifteen and one and for some bullshit reason they get the first round you go fifteen and one or something like that you have the yeah. same you deserve it yeah well that's like you know Buffalo thirteen and mm-hmm. three Kansas City fourteen two um, okay next game Bills Chiefs and you know I think I fall in to the line and Scotty probably did too. And this is where of, I made my bank back. I limited right. my I've limited my losses. Yeah. So we just kind of all thought, and it, it's not like we were just making it up. The Chiefs did kind of sleepwalk in terms with you. They don't cover in nine straight games. Right. They didn't, but they didn't get caught slipping. Right. And Buffalo goes up nine nothing on Sunday. It, it was like never in doubt. And that you run out of superlatives talking about the Chiefs because. Mm-hmm. Nothing they do surprised you. It's like the Bills. How do you know? How do you? It's, you almost lose Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. They both have over 100 yards for the second straight playoff game. It's just unfair. I don't like as long as Andy Reid stays. And now Bieniemy might because I don't think he's taking. I don't Houston think he job. would make that big of a difference, honestly. I mean, I don't think he's the difference between Andy Reid's the difference, right? I don't. Yeah, yeah. but I'm just uh, saying the 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 core is there. And I mean, until the Chiefs get does into this, does this lead you to question Donovan McNabb's greatness? Was it more Andy Reid or was it more McNabb? Because you give him, because you give Andy Reid a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who's actually really, really, like really, really, really good, and we know that. And it's like, okay, he's going to back to back Super. He could could have done a three peat if well, there's not an offsides penalty. The next time I call Donovan McNabb a great quarterback, <laughs> it'll be the first time. Oh, okay. I mean, I've never thought he was. I okay. Mean, he went to one Super. I mean, he. It might have not been like, you know, the air is different where they didn't throw as much, mm-hmm. but, you know, he wasn't. And I mean, Andy Reid was a choke artist in the playoffs. He just was. Even with Alex Smith, they lost to Marcus Mariota in Kansas City. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much you could say. And we'll get to the betting aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You kind of, you had Chiefs minus three, and and you also had kind of Chiefs and I one. Took them, and I took them uh, minus three. Thirteen and a half live. Yeah, so you doubled down. 
But you also had Chiefs money line too, basically because you have exposure because mm-hmm. you have the future. Mm-hmm. And I was I held off on it because, like before the game, besides licking my wounds, it was like if I ever have a team spread and their money line. So it happened to me like Steelers game mm-hmm. against the Browns in mm-hmm. the playoffs. Sure, I've never won both all year. Wow, I've never like I had remember Ravens minus six and a half Ravens money line against the Patriots Ugh. on Sunday night. Lost both. I mean, the only time I ever won one was when the Chiefs came back and beat the Raiders uh, in Las Vegas. Yeah, that was the only, like if I have money line and the spread minus, I I, I lose both automatically. The, the reason that I hammered the Chiefs is because I learned this: when you have a devastating betting slate, uh, even one game or several games, you go and you find the the fucking stud and you throwing all your chips behind him. And I will never make that Rodgers mistake ever again mm-hmm. where we had that god-awful week two at Scotty's. And then I was like, we could win it all back with Packers tonight. Was it, They're playing the Falcons minus no, Saints, Saints, at Saints at Monday night. New Orleans, Sunday night. Sunday night. Plus three and a half. Plus three and a half. You, you, you put the house on it, and we were like, well, I, to, in fairness, I was a pussy and needed you to sign off on it before I would do it. You didn't want to do it. I just wanted to not chase... So right. I, like, no, I understand. Like, I, under, I I could understand not wanting yeah. to chase, but if I get destroyed and there's a guy like Aaron Rodgers who's going up in a spot that you like, even if you like it a little bit, or Patrick Mahomes, only three points. This is Patrick fucking Mahomes against a, a newcomer, a newbie. Mm-hmm. These guys are untested at, at this level of, of football. I just – chips are in on this guy. It's just insane that the Chiefs obviously have a switch that they just hit. Yeah. And they kept it again. That's when you told me you bet the Chiefs thirteen and a half. I mm-hmm. was like, "You are an idiot." Because, I'm gonna get back doored, and right? I almost did. Yeah, because you know what? Would the Chiefs care if the Bills dink and dunk and you know make it twelve? They're down nineteen and they make it twelve, or they make it thirteen to end the game. Like who mm-hmm. cares? But the Chiefs, that that's what I came away the most impressed with was the de- their defense. They just kept coming mm-hmm. and. Chris Jones. They kept blitzing because it's like if, if you get burnt on a big play, so what? You get the ball back. But if you send blitz, you could get you could you could get a, a strip sack. Well, I think Steve Spagnuolo said like let's blitz and we'll get Allen in like two or three of those sacks where he takes it for like minus twenty yeah. something yards. And Josh Allen is like a severe... saw a great TikTok today where uh, it's like anytime oh, yeah. the pocket collapses, Madden, Josh Allen just running straight backwards. Yeah, and he's also a big like he will he's like allergic to throwing the ball away. Yeah, I remember watching one where he was like, his feet were still in the air, and he threw it out of bounds. He was like four yards out of bounds, mm-hmm. but his feet were still up, and he threw it away. Just barely and got they away. They didn't review it. it. I'm like, God, well, that guy just needs Shelby, to- this is where I think you could be a running backs coach in the NFL. Yeah, is where you got a running back running the outside. He knows he's not going to get to throw it away. Throw, throw it away. Throw it away. Just throw it. You're allowed to. Just throw it. Yeah. So it was a halfback pass the whole time. You would be a pioneer. Right. I'm like, guys, I would call those plays. You would save so many yards. Right. I don't get why. An average of like 30 yards a game probably. Yeah. I don't get why running backs will just run out of bounds. And the only guy, coincidentally, the only guy I've seen it do that, my favorite running back, Lamar Jackson, (laughs) well, it was was against the Bengals, Mm -hmm. and he ran out of bounds. He was like, he was going to get tackled for like 10, 11 yards, and at the last second threw it away. And I'm like, why don't people do that? Exactly. Especially um, if it's a big one, uh, yeah. You get you're outside the tackle box. If you're 50 yards behind, chuck that bitch. Chuck it. As long as it gets over the line of scrimmage. Right. I don't see it. Um, Bills. I mean, they were just. They never had that. 
like they were so per they were so di- like dynamic mm-hmm. go back half of the year, and all three playoff games they had, it was like it was it was not the Bills that we no. had seen. It was the Bills we saw like against the Jets in mm-hmm. in New Jersey when the Bills kicked seven field goals to win. Yeah, and they faced a, a Philip Rivers that I think had, was eleven and six records, kind of inflated based on his his abilities. I think all year they're play, playing in a down division, uh, other than. Um, I mean, you think about the other teams in that division, Tennessee, Tennessee who Houston, we know can see they can they can drop games. They lost Jacksonville. You're right. They lost to Jacksonville. Uh, yep, exactly. Um, I think that um, they got a benefit of playing a team that probably didn't be- – not that they didn't belong. It's a wild card. Washington, fo- Washington football team ended up at a wild no, card I, game. The, but the, the Colts belong – I mean, they – they Colts have a good defense. Yeah, and except when they played the Browns, they hung like the Colts were an, an inch away on that fourth and goal from being up seventeen seven in that game. And Philip Rivers looked good in that game. He didn't make any killer mistakes. They just came up like ten yards short of trying a yeah, game tying field. I goal. guess my 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 image of Philip Rivers in that playoff game was kind of stained by him not even be able to get a hail mary into the end zone. That just was looked tough. like that was shit. Like Kirk Cousins did the gritty. Uh, but yeah, the Bills didn't like they won that game barely, and I kind of passed it off as in like, you know, it's you know it's their their first home playoff game and mm-hmm. God knows how long, mm-hmm. and then there's nerves. They were tight for a while. They first got time loose. fans back in the stands. Yeah. There's a lot of emotions. They got loose. They won the game, and then against the Ravens, it was like, you know, that score that game ended, and I told the story on the pod of how I saw the game end, so mm-hmm. I won't get into that. Yeah. But then if I I looked at the box score of it, and I'm like. You know Lamar's pick is a fourteen point swing, and they didn't dominate. The Ravens dominated the like just the pure box score. Mm-hmm. It was just that you know you can look at a box score and it can say turnovers one for the two Ravens. Justin Tucker missed field goals. Right. And, uh, to be fair, the Bills missed two field goals too. Right. But but just, that, they, we have just right. Tucker. That whole box score it just says turnovers one for the Bills, and that could have been Lamar throwing a hail mary at the end of the half. Yeah. gets picked and no harm done right. but it's a 14 point 100 yard pick six mm-hmm. to really sway that game so I wasn't you know I wasn't impressed with the Bills but it was just something about Kansas City being so lax and but I mean credit to them Mahomes looked fine he had the concussion in the foot he didn't hit that rushing yard I yeah. should have hit I should have bet that Tyreek Hill looked so just he looks like he could make anybody miss he's Bouncing up and up and, and down when to he you when for he, his over prop I bet yep. that yeah, yeah. Um, bouncing up and down the field and was, when he catches the ball he it's like you it's could unfair. just easily you could just easily run out of bounds instead of cut back bang bang like do all these bouncing around that's gonna it may only get you an extra three four yards with at you add all how many times he gets thrown to you add all that together it makes a huge difference and honestly I think out of all the wide receivers in in the league I would. I would I I would love to have him on the Ravens the most. I'm not saying he's the best wide receiver in the league yeah. by pure talent, but I think he would. I would love to see that fit in in Baltimore. A guy who could turn a three yard pass into a twenty. Exactly game. because Lamar, I don't think really has any kind of. Bond. I don't. We don't need a deep threat wide receiver because it's not going to happen. And you know, with the, I'm I'm kind of blanking on where mm-hmm. I was going, but just Tyreek. Oh, I was supposed to say how. Is uh, Tampa Bay's secondary feeling after so the last time these two teams mm-hmm. played? You know, we got back from the Bengals Giants game, and mm-hmm. you were kind of you know passed out, and 
and I was just watching because there was three four o'clock games, and Tyreek had two hundred something yards at halftime. So imagine what my his best yard- fantasy week. Uh, yeah, imagine what his receiving prop is going to be. And we were kind of laughing that Kelsey's was 94. 94 against the Bills, and, and he almost had it at halftime. <laughs> right, yeah. All right, stand, bump, start him, sit him time. What's your stand, man? My stand. Uh, stand the man. So with no crowds throughout the year, mm-hmm. I forgot. I, I'm like glad this is back. It's that like celebrity fans saying that opposing teams' fans were mean to them. Mm-hmm. That was a big time. Like every celebrity that's at a game – like especially if it's a player's wife, significant other, the uh, like away game, their opposing team's fans are mean to them. So mm-hmm. that's what uh, Jordan Poyer's wife, I think, mm-hmm. from the Bills, safety for the Bills, said. Chiefs fans were disgusting. I mean, didn't read the article. I didn't, mm-hmm. but uh, I just assume it's I it hasn't gained any more traction since. So it was just like a, you know, you're kind of. It's sour grapes as it is because your team's losing and they're all celebrating and you're in their stadium. So they're going to be loud and obnoxious. I mean, if they throw shit at you, right? That, like, that's what happened when you know Bengals fans there when Big Ben was getting carted off in the playoff game. There was like something thrown at him. Nice. And I was like, yeah, okay. But I was like, you know, every single stadium is going to have, especially a big game, is going to have a couple drunk assholes like throwing stuff on the field that are just. That's why they'll never have a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. Well, and it's outside in the bad weather, winter time, but, but yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, I just like having that back, just because, you know, that's it, a potential sitem. Why not have a Super Bowl in that you could have you a snowy Super Bowl? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, well, under so we, under galore. Well, that's the problem. They had they had a Super Bowl in the rain in yeah. uh, New Jersey when the Seahawks killed Denver. Mm-hmm. It's like that's East Coast. Who says no? Yeah, and now it's like. Dude, January in Ohio has been mild as hell. Mm-hmm. It's been fine. It's like global warming, man. Yeah, what have you? All yep. right, what's your stand? Uh, my stand is, so again, keeping it going with the school stuff. Although, um, <clears throat> so because cl- classes are all online and there's not like classes that you take at the university. Oh, that's what that means. Yeah. They have to put due dates for stuff within their website. Like the, it has to be in a, in a course. There has to be what's called a course calendar right. that has due dates. And so... If you miss something, turning something in, and, and there wasn't, you can go, you go back and you look at the count. It wasn't in the calendar. They can't count it against you. Ooh. So did that happen to you? Uh, no, because uh, I, I'm just saying it would happen to me uh, a lot. Because as somebody who is as scatterbrained as I am, and I don't take notes and fuck a calendar, um, unless it's right there in front of me, plain as day, when I'm looking at the course page, I'm not gonna. You don't take notes. No, I take notes. Oh, okay. I do take notes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, I would be, I, I did get fucked so many times. Like history was easy for me because I enjoyed it. So once I got in those history classes, yeah, I was like, but I was there, right? I always showed up to class cause I wanted to be there. I didn't have any early morning classes cause it's, you know, junior year, senior year, but that's really what got me a lot. I had morning classes I'd miss and then I would miss turning in little assignments. So I may do well on the test, but I missed all the homework. So. You're not an early morning class guy. Oh God. You don't like the getting. I can't to get bed. up early in the morning. That's the problem. You know that's not your problem. Going to bed at a reasonable time right. to get up right. is probably the problem. Right. That's, yeah, I'm a night owl. Yeah. But some people are like that. Yeah. Um, Bunk. Okay. No NFL this weekend. Yeah. Uh, usually have the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. um, which you know it's a game you can bet on. Um, last year, I mean, 
this is the one year anniversary of Kobe dying. This was the one year anniversary of the Pro Bowl last year. I hit the over in the Pro Bowl in the first half. No one cared because Kobe died. Uh, so uh, was that work? That was poor, sad. I poor. thought it was a joke. Mm. Um. So yeah, that one sucked. Uh, it's gonna be tough because mm-hmm. especially my Sundays, mm-hmm. my rituals, my breakfast, my coffee, mm-hmm. my podcast. I listen to that isn't this one. Um. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be tough adjusting to. Uh, gonna be soggy sorrows Sunday. What about you? Um, so I was gonna go with uh, New York Times because first they have the article about Joe Biden's Rolex, and then come to find out it was it was his dead sons that he was wearing. Ah. So that's strike one. And then they come out with articles with these fucking titles: "Why vaccines alone will not end the pandemic." I saw. Just let us. Just let us have. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Why you got it? Who do? Who are you helping? Right. Right. So I was gonna go with the New York Times. Um, I but, like that the New York Times had, like, here's what Wuhan looks like now. And it's just, like, pictures of what they're doing in mm-hmm. January, and they're, like, all at rock concerts partying. Right. And, like, yeah, Wuhan has, like, 10 million people. Yeah. And yeah. also, they have a government that could have just said, hey, if you go outside, we'll shoot you in the face. Right. So, so the, I don't know. But my actual bunk... We're going to Right. Up. Yeah, yeah, uh, My actual bunk uh, is um, Scotty on Sunday, he... For whatever reason, we don't know why, withdrew. He said it was inadvertent. Withdrew that, yeah. from our group chat. This sucks, yeah. Which now, if we go back and look at the group chat history, all of his con- contributions are gone. Right. All of his flame TikToks, hot takes, fights that we've had, everything since And that's the thing, too. When started. Scotty sends a TikTok, I know it's going to hit. Yeah, he doesn't send bad ones like no. I do. Yeah, well. I just, just say, I just say he's a little better than you. That's all I say. But it was funny, too, because that's when I met Scotty Vine was a thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I knew if Scotty revined something, I knew I was going to find it hilarious. Yeah. Um, why can't we just add him back like the last time he did that, like left Twitter? Oh, maybe we could. I don't know. Why don't you start a new one, then? Yeah, well, the other well, other one's still there, so I, I don't know. Well, like, wouldn't if he joined that one again, all of his stuff would pop back up? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, I've scrolled pretty deep back mm-hmm. into it. Um but the last time he didn't leave the conversation, he deleted his Twitter. Right. This time he didn't delete his Twitter. He just left the conversation. Mm. He said it was well. I'm not gonna say why. Yeah. Um, How about a bunk? Uh, why is your new picture of the defensive holding that ended the NFC Championship game? Uh, because it's sad for the um, Packers. This is the closest thing you can get to someone. Crying. I couldn't find anybody crying. Oh, yeah. Here's I a good um, picture of Aaron Rodgers' stupid haircut. But I just realized I have a uh, second. Uh, I'll go with a second stand. Okay. Instead of a second stardom, because mm-hmm. uh, stardom the word's a little tricky. Gotcha. So I'm gonna go as my second, my second stand of the week is the Big Sky Conference. Gotcha. Football. Yep. They're playing in the spring. They are. It starts February 27th. We can bet on football in the spring. February 27th through April 17th. So we're like two weeks removed from the Super Bowl. Yep. Three weeks. That right? like, Super Bowl's on the seventh. Yeah. 20 days yeah gave, that gave me a little jolt so yeah this is gonna take us right into baseball that's fine March Madness it's gonna be into baseball it, it ends April 17th wow I'm pumped that's great college alright I'm, um, I'm gonna do my stardom go for it is that okay yeah. alright so I don't know if you saw so GameStop GameStop oh, yeah, their stock it's um, so this I don't know I've never heard of this one day we'll get around to you giving me yeah. stock advice. Marker Marker by Medium this uh, outlet news outlet I don't know I never heard of them but they said uh, GameStop's ridiculous rise shows the quote meme stock market has arrived 
So people just buying stock in a company just because it's funny. Yeah. Who's who's throwing around that kind of? I you get enough people just to. They, it's like you it's know. Like, what do you think they all did? Like five, ten bucks. Yeah, it's like it's like the same. It's like the same reason that you know uh, what's his name, who was the uh, Trump's press secretary, and then he goes on Dancing with the Stars, and people just you know they just get his name out there and blow him up because it's funny. Or like you find some mom and pop restaurant and then you blow it up on the internet because it's funny because they have no idea what the internet even is. It's like one of those kind of things. But now you're making people a ton of money. Sean Spicer. Sean Spicer, yeah. Um, but my mother-in-law actually bought the stock before it hit its second hike today because it had a kind of a hike yesterday. Uh-huh. And then um, she bought some stock then, and then it hit the hike, the big one today. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's really what drives the price is just the more people buy it. So if you have a bunch of people, even if they're spending like five, ten bucks on it, it's still gonna shoot it up. So Absolutely. I just, I just, I'm because well, like I don't know how anything it works. called a meme stock. I'm here for. Uh, I watched the Big Short, so I'm pretty fluent in the stock. You got market. it. Um, I'm pretty sure they tried. Billionaires tried to Big Short this stock, and the little guys were like, "We're gonna meme the shit out of you mm-hmm. until this thing explodes, to mm-hmm. so you lose money." Yeah, because they had a new CEO. Explain it to me like I'm five. Uh, so they have a new CEO, right? And I think a lot of people were like. Um, they were thinking that it wasn't going to work out or whatever. There's always, whenever something happens like that, a merger, change of leadership, there's going to be people who short it because they think that there's going to be something that comes out about that new person or the merger or whatever that's going to make it drop. And then if you jack the, if you just invest in it, keep investing in it, then you jack up the price of it. And, you know, it's GameStop, so there's all these kind of nerds and stuff that mm-hmm. know about it. So I think they're going to. I was going to say, who's back? I was going to say, well, let's, well, this podcast can bump up a stock. Mm-hmm. Long John Silvers, just do it. That's just do it. Are die. they? A, I wonder if they're a publicly traded company. I don't know, but uh, they're plus one point three zero percent over the last year. Oh, there we go. So, well, then if you're seeing their stock, then they're publicly traded. Ah. Um. So yeah. Uh. I I personally not a fan, but oh. um. More of an A and W guy. I'm a low key Long John Silvers guy. <laughs> I just don't talk about it. Uh. I guess the only place you can get a quality fish and chips around here, huh? The little crunchies that come. Oh, uh, the hush puppies? No, no, no. Just like you have like a three piece of fish, but it's, and you have hush puppies too, which are great. Mm-hmm. And then like it's in a bread of just like it's in a, instead of like a bed of rice, it's in a bed of just like crunchy oh. pieces of grease. Oh, it's just fried breading. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And it just comes with it. It's like you can order extra of it for 50 cents. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like that weird bag of chips that the Chinese restaurant gives you. You don't know what it is or what it's made of, but you're gonna, you're guaranteed going to crush that entire bag. Yeah. Uh, What's you your story? Well, you, I, I was going to say I might get on the TV 12 now. Okay. What's your... Uh, oh, we're just going to jump over that. Uh, um, I mean, you could. <laughs> I just didn't know how much it cost. I'm just tired of hearing about them. Uh, well, I mean, it's working for him. Um, it actually looks expensive. I mean, did I think it wasn't going to be? Uh, the plant-based protein runs about 50 bucks. Electrolyte powder, 18 It's definitely going to be better for you than Long John Silver's. I mean, I, I don't doubt that. Um, Show me your data. Right. Yeah. Supersize me, mate. Uh, Morgan Spurlock. What was the guy's name? We're, uh, yeah, Morgan Spurlock mm-hmm. was the supersize me guy. We're going off a lot of tangents. I know. Here, I was just, trying to get us back on track. To be fair, I know. Um, well, I just brought up something and it kind of it wasn't even on track. It wasn't even a tangent. It was just it's a well, good, good old fashioned tangent off. Yep. Um, 
But Morgan Spurlock had that chicken sandwich restaurant in Columbus that he made a documentary about. It wasn't now, even real? It was real, but oh. now it's like closed. Okay. I don't know. I tried to get Scotty on it, and then whatever. Um, performance meals. You got shrimp. The shrimp looks good. I know. Um, meals are just fourteen seventy six. Oh, so this meal. is like uh, HelloFresh. Right. Or um, the Blue Apron before they went on out of On top of like whey protein and mm. whatever he does. All right, my stardom is Old Flames. Ooh, okay. Jay Cutler, Christian Cavallari, back. We didn't hear anything about it at all, and then all of a sudden, there they are. They dropped it right during championship weekend. Classic. Um, It's good marketing. Southern Charms, which, I mean, another sidebar here. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Okay. Um, It's a television series. Oh, okay. Madison LaCroix uh, reveals text about sleeping with Jay Cutler. Ooh. Before he got back to his cavalier. Mm. So she saw that he was might be having a glow up or at least getting some strangers. She was like, okay, maybe I do want to get back with him. Right. And I don't know. I'm not a Chris Cavalier guy, but Jake Cutler definitely has a type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, old flames. Mm-hmm. You. Uh, sit him. Yeah. You my sit him. So your I already did that. What was it? Oh, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Sit him. All right. So my sit him is going to be Budweiser not doing a tough, Super Bowl ad. For the first time since 1983. Yeah. Clydesdales. Yeah. This is a Super Bowl Well, sometimes staple. they just have funny ones, too. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I couldn't name one off the top of my head, but they're, I, it's, it'd be like Doritos not doing a Yeah. Super I almost Bowl forgot that they're supposed to be, like, funny. Yeah. So, I'm hoping they come with heat this year, but I doubt it. I remember all the GoDaddy ones during the Packers-Steelers Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Yeah. GoDaddy's like, all over. Now, GoDaddy tried to pass off this wholesome image that they have. as like, we remember the days when you were basically... Danica Patrick was nude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my sitem. Oh, Guinness is doing an ad though. Okay. So I the world record book or the beer. The beer. Gotcha. Um, I used to love the Guinness, the world record book. No, <laughs> Scholastic Book Fair special. Um, the uh, yeah, some the, strange the commercials where they're like two men. They're brilliant. Mm-hmm. Remember those? Sure. Those are funny. Um, all right, sitem. Uh, college student reporters. <laughs> so Saturday, Duke lost to Louisville, and did they lose to Georgia Tech tonight, or they win? They uh, won by close one, or they blow well, them out. Georgia Tech was plus se- plus six. Yeah, Duke won by seven. Duke covered. That was one of your losses. Um, I need your record, by the way. Still positive. Yeah, I know. Still over forty-two percent. Forty-three. Forty-three percent. I need your record though. Okay. Well, let's pull it up. Yeah, do that. Uh, but school reporters, so let's crunch uh, some numbers on here. the on the Zoom presser after the Duke lost to Louisville. A student reporter asked Coach K, like, you know, what's your plan for this week? And Coach K basically drug him through the mud. He was like, "What's your major?" The guy's like, "Journalism." He's like, "Well, what's your hardest class?" He's like, "Econ." He's like, "Imagine if you took it the hardest econ test ever, and." You flunked it. You knew it right away. You left the you left the classroom after the econ test, and you knew you did poorly on it. And some guy came up to you and asked, "Like, what's your plan?" Yeah. Imagine you, getting paid hundred or millions of right. dollars to be to be here to take this class. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely the same. You it's dumbass. Like, I'm also not taking questions in a presser after an econ test. Yeah. Does your back hurt because of all these losses that you're having? All right. My uh, record is seventy three sixty nine. Nice. nice and three. All right, 73, 69, and 3. Don't remember, forget the asterisk. Remember the bet? Mm-hmm. In, what's the asterisk? Uh, that was from when you forced me to take picks from a crappy slate because it was like not 7 o'clock at night. Oh, but then throw in a double asterisk kit. It's an asterisk off. 
If you can, I'll throw in a double one if you can pronounce the word asterisk. Asterisk. Exactly. Asterisk. 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 Okay, there you go. Asterisk. Mm-hmm. A-S-T-R-E- A-S-T-E-R-I-S-K. Oh. Asterisk off. Mm-hmm. For all the days you miss. Well, I mean, that's there's a lot of days. Yeah. It's supposed to be daily. Well. I can't believe you have an asterisk on there. You're a pussy. Um, well. All right, so the bet is 43% you have to be up. You're obviously over 50, four games above 500. You got to be, we're betting a unit on it. By the end of the year, uh, by what, what should we say? By by conference tournament week. I was gonna say by the start of March Madness. That's oh, okay. The, you want me still me to do conference tournament yeah. games? Okay. All right. Uh, that's my setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's finish it off. Snake draft of worst playoff coaching decisions. I promise that's, we'll get. It's to not back. snake draft. Is uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. I promise we'll get to Bachelor at some point. Yep. I just don't really remember that. And there's a new one out. We kinda, I watched it today. Well, okay. We kind of record at a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we will get to Bachelor sometime. Uh, okay. So, Zach's fresh off a few Victoria is still a piece of shit, by the way. Well, I didn't think she'd change in a week. Yeah. Um, Zach was watching some Watch Mojos last night, so I think this is what, mm-hmm. this, what spawned this. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. It's cool. Well, also with the the Lafleur the floor thing, which is why they, I'm sure that's why they they did the video because they're usually what's about stuff that's in the news. So and stick it in your ear, Lafleur is a gif. Mm-hmm. I would recommend that when you post this pod. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, you want to go first? You're right. Yeah, here. sure. I'll go first, and it's got to be um, Pete Carroll. Yeah. Running it. I got Pete Carroll on here twice. Uh, well, he might the other one might be an honorable mention, but you, you don't give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. You pass it on a second and goal. If you're going to pass, wait till fourth and goal. If you have to, if you if you ran it three times and it didn't work. Here is where, and maybe I'll get to it later because mm-hmm. I might have one that's an honorable mm-hmm. mention that's mm-hmm. kind of similar to Pete mm-hmm. Carroll, but not as talked about. And um, I think we can also, if you want to, we can accept like coaching decisions from like. Week seventeen games that have playoff okay, implications. Okay, because it was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I found that uh, it was kind of tough to find stuff, uh, at least from my memory, that was strictly bad coaching decisions in the playoffs. Yeah, mine were, yeah usually mine bad were, coaches don't make the playoffs. Usually. Right. Um. So. Yeah, well, I'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I will go with. Kyle Shanahan, the Falcons, mm-hmm. uh, in the second part, second half, mm-hmm. and kind of like it was hard to just specify this or write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it's not one decision that they made. It was like right, just like the big one to me was, yeah, there wasn't just one decision. It was just a big snowball. You don't lose a big lead like that if it was just one bad decision, <laughs> right? And but the biggest one to me was they were up, uh, they were up twenty eight twenty. And Julio made that amazing catch on the sideline at, like, the Patriot 22. Mm-hmm. And somehow they ended up out of field goal range and had to punt. Yeah. And that was because, like, at that point you run it three times straight up the middle, kick a field goal, pop champagne. Yep. And they ended up passing. Matt Ryan took a sack, and then he threw another pass on third down, got called for holding, and backed him up even more. And then, you know, just ended up at like the forty something yard line. That's a cursed quarterback. Yeah, and it, the, that's a guy that I. That's one of those guys that like I wish he would have gotten one. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I like Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He's good. like he's like he's like a more likable Matt Stafford. Good, not great. Um, but uh, the mic'd up of that game is heartbreaking, mm-hmm. just because like on that drive when they could just kick the game-winning field goal, he throws a pass to like get him back into field goal range. It would have been a makeable forty-something yard field goal to Muhammad Sanu, and then he sees the flag at his feet. He's like, "Guys, what the fuck is that? Did you hold?" <laughs> and they were both like, "No." That's and like one, the one. That's of the guys like when Drew Brees like Alvin. <laughs> so that was just heartbreaking I just watched that the other day alright yeah. you go okay um, I'm gonna go with uh, <clears throat> and this is just more it's not because it's a bigger worse decision but it's more from my recent memory um, the uh, AFC division round between the Ravens and the Broncos I um, John Fox with 31 seconds left two timeouts and Peyton fucking Manning yeah. doesn't try to march down and get a field goal to win the game instead he goes to overtime and I've got a game that's similar to this um, that will I'm also going to put on here. A similar situation. Um, well, I might say it. Is it Minnesota in the 98 NFC Championship game? Yeah. So, okay, so I was going to go with this next. Those wide receivers? Yeah. Are you shitting and me? I think they had even more time. Mm, yeah, they had... Uh, I thought I wrote it down on here. They had like 41 seconds or something like that, or 47 seconds. So it was Dennis Green, RIP. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, kneeling on the ball to go to overtime. 15-1 Vikings. Yeah. That would have been a great. Well, the Super fourteen and two Falcons. Yeah, that would have been a great Super Bowl against uh, Denver mm-hmm. had they won. Yeah, away versus Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, it was the Falcons who got dismantled. All right, you're up with the third pick. All right, uh, I'm going to go with 1980 Cardiac Kids, the Red Right Night '88. Um, That's the Pete Carroll, the one I almost said. Yeah, uh, it's fourteen to two. Um, uh, Rudy, how do you say that guy? Rutigliano. Italiano, um, maybe uh, he was shaving some points here. I don't know. Uh, at the 13-yard line, instead of giving the uh, kick, just running it, giving your kicker the perfect spot, asking your kicker where do you want it, calls a pass play, pick, game's over. So I will say in a few, like that was in Cleveland in the old stadium with the mm-hmm. wind swirling. Mm-hmm. It was very bad, and the kicker had missed two field goals. So I think that's but where you're at the 13 yard line. Right, I know you just the run ball. the ball. Yeah, you kick the ball. You might score a touchdown if you're on the ball. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is that I think like it's just crazy to me that like as soon as the Seahawks lost to the Patriots on the Malcolm Butler play, mm-hmm. which is also one of the better coaching decisions Belichick ever made to not call timeout because he was screwed. The Seahawks were two yards away, and if they scored a touchdown, he had no time to go do anything. Mm-hmm. But they were like running around, and Belichick was like. They were like calling down. He's like, Coach, do you want to take a timeout? And he was just like, I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, I didn't want to like bail them out if they were helter skelter everywhere. Mm-hmm. But you get on Pete Carroll immediately for not calling a run. And you get on Sam Bertigliano for not calling a run. It's like there's no blame for Russell Wilson throwing the worst in, worst timed interception in NFL history. There is no worse interception in NFL history. Not in terms of it's a bad throw, mm-hmm. but in terms of just the timing of it. Not yeah. a worse one in the NFL history. Yeah. And same with Brian Seif, who was the quarterback of the Browns at the time against mm-hmm. the Raiders. It was in a, a earlier round playoff game, so it's not it doesn't sting as much, and it was so long ago. Right. But, yeah, cardiac cats of the 80, Sabre Tigliano. All right, I'm going to go with Wade Phillips. He double-dipped in this game. It was the Music City Miracle against the Titans. So, Is that a playoff game? Yeah, okay. it was the first round. Gotcha. Um, it was uh, in Tennessee, and he kicks a field goal to essentially win the game, but he kicks it with six seconds left. Did, didn't, you know, could have, it was like on, 
second down. Mm-hmm. So he could have ran another play. You have timeouts timeout. left? Yeah. Okay, wow. Still had a timeout. Need the ball. Yeah, kicked it with six seconds left. Made it. Then had to kick off. So he should have never kicked off in the first place. Mm-hmm. But also, that year, Doug Flutie was the starting quarterback throughout mm-hmm. the entire, most of the year. Second half, mm-hmm. little plus second half. 10, 10, 11 games. Led him to the division title. And that was when you won a division title. You weren't guaranteed a home game. Yeah. Um, because there was only three divisions. Uh, but uh, yeah. So then he gets benched for Rob Johnson in the wow. playoffs because he was a little bit shaken up, mm-hmm. but he was fine. And he had his the Flutie flakes. He was on the Wheaties mm-hmm. box. And Rob Johnson played awful. Obviously, still should have won the game, but his stats were dreadful in that game. Yeah. But so I thought about I, I, I when I was doing my research for expanding my picks. I did read that one. I thought about putting that one in there. Um, all right, the other one um, I'm going to go with is uh, Pete Carroll icing uh, Matt Bryant's shank. So he went to ice Matt Bryant, uh, the Falcons kicker. He went to ice him, and when he kicked the ball, he shanked it, missed the field goal, and then he goes back to kick it again after the timeout makes that it. Is that the 2016 playoffs? Uh, no, this was 2013, 2012, 2013. Yeah. Uh, season so twenty th- it would have been twenty thirteen at that point probably okay. right maybe Atlanta, so, Atlanta won that game and then lost to San Francisco they won thirty to twenty eight okay and then lost to San Francisco mm-hmm. and then lost to Baltimore yep all right uh, mine uh, damn it's tough um, I'm gonna go just because I don't want to say that Belichick did something wrong but all my honorable mention is him benching my yeah I have that on here too and then Nick Foles going off against mm-hmm. him. But I don't think Malcolm, Malcolm Butler necessarily changes. It like, doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Watching that Eagles Super Bowl game. Why did he bench him? Did we ever find out and get a reason why? Yeah, but now I'm blanking on it. I think I think we did. It was just like team protocol. That that was all. That was the end of it. Did he do it was some bullshit? Specific that he. he... I don't... It's not like what's his face who got arrested the night before the Super Bowl for with being with a prostitute and then Atlanta and then getting played played the next next day. day. Um, Mine's gonna be Mike Ditka not giving the ball to Walter Payton in the Super Bowl. Yeah, to the Super Bowl fridge. Yeah, got it. They gave Fridge. I think Fridge might have had one touchdown. Fridge and Jim McMahon each Mm -hmm. had one yard touchdown. McMahon had two. Either McMahon had two or Fridge had one. talk about uh, getting an A just because you put your name on the project. Right. Jim McMahon. Well, yeah. Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Gus, or Brad Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Tom uh, Brady. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, mine's got to be Ditka just because, you know, everything's perfect in that game. You're winning. Like, the game's over at halftime. Mm-hmm. Bears were one-point favorites, by the way. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the game's over at halftime, and you had so many chances inside the five-yard line, and your franchise guy of, like, the Chicago Bear of Chicago Bears... R.I.P. R.I.P. doesn't get a touchdown. That has to sting. And Ditka's reasoning behind it was just like, I just forgot. I was like... You forgot about Walter Payton? Right. And if you do look at the footage, because I've watched videos on it, like, the Patriots were sending, like, three guys at him. Yeah. But, like, if you're up 37-3 to in the third quarter... To be like, fair, to yeah. him four times. Yeah. Like, to be fair, though, uh, he is the fridge, right? Right. What's the odds of him get making it in there? Probably pretty good, I yeah. would imagine. You don't. Yeah. You don't give the guy the ball regularly at the one yard line if right. he's not good at getting it in there. Right. But also, like, do you have to put the like that? That was just such a like do it for the mm-hmm. clout moment mm-hmm. where fridge was such a big thing. Yeah. Because they had done it a few times, and that was a fun fun fact. 
that was like a prop in the Super Bowl. That was the first year it was offered. Uh, the heaviest person to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, like over under. Mm-hmm. And because the Bears were in it, like a bunch of betters put hundreds of thousands of dollars on the over. And like Vegas lost a shit ton on that game. <laughs> on, on just that prop alone. Oh, Heavy, really? Heaviest touchdown score. Mm-hmm. It was like, I don't know what it was, probably 220, 230. And mm-hmm. so everyone took over. Fridge weighs like 300 yeah, and something pounds. Yeah. Oh, everyone took over, hope thinking Fridge would get it, and they did. And Vegas Vegas ended up taking the prop off the board two days before the Super Bowl because they had so much money yeah. on the over. And Fridge scored, and it just killed them. But I mean, never going to feel sorry for them. I'm never going to feel sorry for Vegas. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, I don't know. Did, have we done four already, or is this four? We did do four. Okay. Uh, more all the mentions. Um, the first miracle in the Meadowlands, Herm Edwards fumble recovery touchdown. That was not a playoff game. I know. Not a playoff game, but, you oh. know, we're diving deep. I mean, for honorable mentions, we're kind of diving deep into... Oh. Well, I mean, there's a million you can think of. Well, I know. I'm just saying, because yeah. I waited until, like, games that had playoff implications. Um, I've got that one, and then... Oh, I was saying we might have seen the same article when we... Uh... I got on this. Oh, I don't know. I looked at a bunch of different articles. Oh, really? So, that, I guess that's the only other honorable mention that I really have. Yeah, I mean, LaFleur has to be up there. Um, it's kind of a chicken shitty. Uh, Bill Belichick uh, on the fourth and two in his own territory against the Colts. That was yeah. a playoff game. Now, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting into regular season mode now. <laughs> the Colts. The Colts. I don't the, mind that. I don't yeah, mind if Belichick the, did it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Especially a guy who's had – I wonder, his career fourth down conversion percentage has to be well, amazing. Well, when I watched the NFL Network on that game, there was a guy on there who's a big, like, analytical guy, and he was like – he's like, Belichick not getting that was, like, the worst thing to happen to football because then it would have encouraged other teams to be bold like that. And the play is go for two mm-hmm. when it's Peyton Manning on the other side and you haven't stopped him in the second half. Right. And Belichick had done it earlier in that season against Atlanta and got it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's pretty confident. You have Tom Brady on one side. Do you remember that Colts um, play where it was uh, – they had just the center and, like, one guy to his left? 2015 against – yeah. Yeah, and, and they're like – they didn't even know. Like, the worst fake punt of all time. And they got flagged for yeah. illegal formation. <laughs> Pat McAfee explaining that is pretty funny. Oh, it is? If you ever look it up. Okay. Um, yeah, now I'm, I'm thinking of other ones. Uh, I know <laughs> I know Dan Quinn kicked a field goal with Atlanta – Oh, they Marty were, Mordenweg to decline against the Bears, uh, declining yeah, the... You definitely saw the same article I did. Yeah. Yeah, he declined. He tried to beat Belichick, well, declining it to get the win at his advantage when he got the ball, and he never got the ball. Right. Uh, oh, we want the ball, and we're going to score. That's a terrible... That's not a coaching that's decision, not a coaching but... coaching decision. That was tough, <laughs> Michael Holmgren. Um, yeah, I mean, the Browns have to be in there somewhere. Right? Mm, I don't know. You threw me off when regular season got back on the table. Sorry. That's okay. I just wanted to talk about more stupid coaches. Right. I like that. (laughs) Is that our show? That's our show. Alright. Here we go. There's a little place where the sun sleeps late and pulls himself a shot of tequila. It's a little place called Pleasure Island. That's where I'd like to feel ya. It's easy to find just beyond the last wave Dolphins and whales are up mating Sail all day and all night and take a hard ride That's where I'll be awaiting Pleasure Island, island of pleasure No need to stop and think Pleasure Island, a beautiful treasure Come on down and have
have a drink.